Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Here we go. I had to take that one around the horn again. Yeah. I missed yeah. the post on the You've first never one. missed a post before. I'm a little out of practice. Yeah. It's been a while. It's nice to see you, gentlemen. It feels like it's been a weird time since I was here last time. And then you like you weren't even here last time. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I did a... Yeah. So welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am so sorry that things have been weird. Um, we're going to explain a little bit why that is. But in case you're feeling weird and you have no idea where you found yourself, you... Wait, you know what? That's why it was weird. Yeah, that's why it was weird. I didn't even have the lava lamp on. So now, you have found yourself to a very safe place, ladies and gentlemen. This is, in fact, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. This is podcast number 52. Now, does that make this our our official we've done one? Yeah, this yeah. is the, the we've year. We've crossed the year. We, we've, we've done it for a year. Hallelujah. Well, but it's kind of an asterisk year. Because wouldn't last week have been the year? Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we're but, not yeah, going to go so into So last the... week would have been officially that we, we did one every single week. And then we missed. We blew we, how, it. the year. How about we missed that? the year anniversary. How about we Simone the... Biles that thing? <laughs> I mean, we made it the whole way. And then the very last one, our celebratory one, we didn't make it. No, I blame you. I blame COVID. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into that. So this is episode number 52, July 29th, the year 2021. And now the lava lamp is, in fact, burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world may they find their way home. Now, it is bright, Joss. It's hard. It's, it's a, not it's a hard bright. It's not gelatinous. Right. It doesn't have a good flow. There's no flow. There's zero flow. There's no flow. It's stiff. A, 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 a lava lamp that has been turned on for less than 2 minutes is a very odd looking thing. It's it, just kind of a Kind of, I feel like I always have one of those right at the top of my esophageal <laughs> glandulus. Especially after last week. Yeah. So, th- you know, here's another thing. I want to thank you guys for being here for the for the 52nd show. It's also different in that it, this is our first morning show. Yeah. Yeah. We usually record these at night and we do a bunch of drinking and we get kind of wild. But th- because this week was weird and I really wanted to get it one up since we we lost a week and I was very anxious to get back to it. Um, for you, the listener, because that's the kind of love I have for you. Um, I was anxious to do it, so thank you guys for being here and doing the morning show. Uh, I'm drinking Dasani this morning. Yeah. What do you have over there? I have a uh, Starbucks iced black coffee, as well as a Dasani. Okay, so you kind of still went for the hard stuff. Yeah, no, this has got some game. That's like some cold brew? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff has a kick. Yeah, I'm shaking. And that's a huge one. It's a big like If I drink that much cold brew, I literally could walk on water. <laughs> right across the- Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm dancing. There's no doubt about it. And then Ryan has a kind of an interesting <laughs> one. I, I went with the uh, Diet Coke man can. It's a 16-ounce You know, when I Diet think Coke. man can, that ain't what it looked oh, like, no? skid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
It's weird. I don't know if I've seen a tall can soda. It's so thin. It's so thin. Why is it so tall and so thin? Well, because it's just the 16-ouncer. Okay. It's not a 24. Oh, like, right. That's the true man can. Yeah, right. This is more an adolescent can. Yeah, that's kind of a tall boy. Yeah. More of a it's tall boy than a man It's more like a can. white claw. Yeah. Ooh, well, they do make white claws in those. But just a Diet Coke, the absolute greatest drink ever to be known by mankind guy loves the taste of aspartame oh yeah so good. isn't diet coke the worst it's the thing wor- i can't for get the taste like world. coats the back of the tongue oh, it's, it's like have you ever just like just swallowed an aspirin without water yeah it tastes like that aspartame mm, it sucks <laughs> i love it it's great you it's have a, a he's a, of... i would i would argue that you're addicted too. oh absolutely after you know, about probably an hour after a couple of Diet Cokes, you, you get that aspartame taste on your lips a little bit. Oh. That kind of that sting at the mm. top of your heart. Oh, Why do you so like good. it more than regular Coca-Cola? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's I can, the question. I can act because uh, it's a completely different drink. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a different drink. Like Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper actually taste the same. Right. Yeah. It is not that Ryan is drinking it because it's diet. No. He's drinking right. it because it's he taste, prefers, prefers the, the taste, taste of Diet I've, Coke. Very rarely here, but he's been that way since I was fourteen yeah, yeah, years high old. School. You yeah. used to go into his house, and, uh, you know, and you'd open the refrigerator, and literally all they have in there was two <laughs> two liter bottles of. Or how much is that? Yeah, know. two liter. I think it's yeah. The, yeah. They'd have four liters <laughs> of diet of diet coke, which is way too many liters of diet coke. Oh, are you kidding? I have a refrigerator in the garage that probably has two cases in it. It's, it's at all times, and I have three cases on the floor. Now, have you ever thought maybe there could be a connection between that and the little dude that lives on your spleen? Eh, you know, whatever. Have they put those two things together? I'm no. so I, I'm so interested now. I, I have so many questions. How many a day do you think you have? I'm probably close to ten. But you've ten gone through periods of time where you've tried to like cut oh, I've, back. Oh, right? I've. I've gone no, no soda for three years. You you like went cold turkey. Yeah, I just I woke up one Saturday morning and didn't feel like having a diet coke, and I didn't have soda or anything besides, you know, water, milk, that kind of stuff for three years. Is that when it, your skin wasn't gray? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah, how did you fall off that? So <laughs> so that it? was how did you wagon. roll off that wagon? <laughs> so uh, there's a uh, one of the one of the project managers that I work with a lot is a huge diet Pepsi guy. And um, and all of a sudden... <laughs> the enemy. I, the yeah. enemy. They, so we started a, a new project together. And so when he knew I was going to be on the project, with the first day I get there, he had put a case of Diet Coke and a case of Diet Pepsi in the refrigerator, you know, and then would bring me one every morning. So you're, you're like, I'm back in. I was in. like, damn it, I'm back in. Then I started having just having one with lunch. And then, you know, yeah, now it's... Just when you think you get out. You know, it's that first one's free. You yeah. Know? Oh. oh, don't I know. How old were you when you realized you liked Diet Coke more than Coke? So I'll tell you. is not... Oh, it is the move. The move. Uh, well, yeah, it know, is the move. Tick or tack. Um, That's the way I... Tick. So I'll tell you. I, I know the exact story. So um, I did spent three years at Disney um, as a consultant. And, and when he um, says as a consultant, he means... In the mouse suit. In right. the mouse suit. Right. No, I spent I spent three years uh, at Disney Consumer Products, and they have basically a room full of refrigerators, and they will get you anything you want, even as a consultant, like an outsider. And so what you find is that you just drink one after the other. It's like you get another one because that one's empty. And I was drinking regular Coke. I was drinking Coke Classic, one after the other. And literally after a year, my teeth hurt. 
<clears throat> my jaw hurt, my teeth hurt, like it was horrific. So I switched to Diet Coke, and that's where the that's where the love, the love story affair began. started, you know. And it's just it is it's so much better. Diet Coke gives me a headache. I don't like the taste of aspartame. Yeah. Anyway, wow. I don't know. <laughs> make this whole show about ten, ad- ten a day. Which is a serious addiction. It is. I mean, that's what I would call it. <laughs> I don't think you sugarcoat that one or aspartame coat it. Yeah, it's definitely an addiction. But whatever, we've all had our bouts with. Food. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, glass houses throwing right. stones. Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> So why weren't we here last week? Let's just like the elephant in the room. Okay? Why weren't we here? Well, I was in Mexico with COVID-19. <laughs> it's not funny, now, but it's very weird coming off the tongue. Now, uh, did you plan on having it? No, I did not plan on it. Oh, it okay. wasn't like a It wasn't a part of the itinerary. Of We're the... going to go to Cabo. We're going to get some COVID-19. It'll right. be fun. And have some, some lobster tacos. Yeah. We'll get locked into a room. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> so... We get invited to go to Cabo for a friend's birthday. It's a group of about 20 people, and the majority of them were vaccinated and feeling very cavalier about their immunities, and like, let's do this thing. And and we all, you know, how are you? I'm good. Let's. You, you guys feel comfortable? Boom, let's do it. So we book it. We all are ready to go down to Cabo. Very exciting. About a week before we go, my wife... Who's vaccinated? Pfizer. Um, started feeling kind of had some minor flu-like symptoms, and we're like, "Oh God!" You know, we've been on lockdown for eighteen months. We've never been away from the kids. This is our first real chance to get away from the kids for for a. Literally, when I say we haven't spent one night away from the children in the last eighteen months, we haven't spent one night. So we're finally getting away. We're going to Cabo with a bunch of friends. We're going to adult. God, this sounds great. I can't believe Meg's coming down with this this cold that's going to keep us from going. And then, boom, all of a sudden, obviously, everybody's fears. Oh, my God, Meg, you you know, we, we don't want you coming if you're sick, blah, blah, blah. And Meg's like, listen, I'm vaccinated, and I'm going to go get tested. Okay? So Meg goes and gets a rapid test, smear test. Boom, uh, uh, this is... Um, we're leaving on Thursday. On Monday, she started not feeling good. Tuesday, she went and got a rapid test. No, no symptom. Uh, negative. negative. Okay, so she's thinking it's just a little head cold. After all, I'm vaccinated. I'm still going. Okay, so we all go. Fly. We, we, Meg and I fly in Thursday. Thursday night, we're at dinner, having a great time. Really, really good. We get back to the room, and I was like, that was awesome. This is great. You know, blah, blah, blah. Little hanky-panky, little spanky-panky. You know, it was fun. And, and it, you know, then we're laying there in, in, in post-coital bliss, and we're talking about how this was so fun. So glad we came. And Meg's like, yeah, my dinner really sucked. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, just, there was just so flavorless. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had the fajitas too, Meg, and there was nothing flavorless, flavorless about them. And I'm already in my head thinking, oh, my God, right? Because the tasteless smell thing is yeah. like one of the first indicators yeah. that everyone you, talks you about. Must, you, you must have like, like, kind of pit in my stomach, dropped. especially since we just got through like making out, right? I'm like – and I'd been kind of avoiding her because I didn't want any kind of cold, yeah. much less – you right. know, I hadn't even thought of this, right? So here's – the whole story is Meg was vaccinated. I was not vaccinated. Okay, I never got around to it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just I never got around to it, right? So we get down there. This all starts to manifest. 
in order to get back into the country out of Mexico, you have to test. And then you take your test results and the hotel sets it up for you. You go into the lobby a little. You have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. Here's here's the water bottle. You know, we're going to come swab you. Boom, boom, boom. You have to test within 72 hours of your flight to come back into the country. You get your negative results, you upload them to a little app on your thing, and you get a QR code on your phone that they bleep when you come through security. Boom, you've tested, you're good, get on the plane, right? Well, we're all sitting around the pool waiting for results. We went up as a group, you know, again, group of 20, we're sitting around the pool drinking margaritas. Everyone's results start to come in. Everyone's negative, negative, negative. All of a sudden, Meg goes, looks at me from across the pool she's like and she's looking at her phone she's like jer you might want to come take a look at this and instantly i'm like okay boom we're fucked i'm like i'm thinking in my head meg's fucked yeah right she's she's yeah, got you, it well you're not putting this all no together i feel yet. i don't feel sick i don't have any symptoms at all i feel great let's like I'm, you know meg's fucked what are we gonna yeah. do meg i'll send you a, you know get well soon card i gotta go home to the kids it's our our next week is our both of our kids birthdays Ruby and Eli's birthdays are the coming week. We have plans to go, you know, do stuff. Like, we got to get home. This was supposed to be a four-day long weekend coming to COVID. Uh, Coming to COVID. Coming to Cabo. Uh So sure enough, I go over, look at Meg's emails. Both of our tests come back positive. And I'm like, well, fucking A. And instantly, the reality starts to set in, like, Oh my God! What? So what does that mean? Like, everyone's getting ready to pack in, and everyone's getting ready to leave. You know, and we're thinking. Were you guys leaving the next day? Yeah, or we two were days? flying out the, the next, next day. day. That night, there's another big party. You know, for you know, Lisa, um, his cousin had actually flown in at that point, and it was his birthday, Carl. Uh, and so it was like, you know, we, we was, it was another night of a party. Well, as soon as we get our results, we kind of like drift off to our room yeah. to kind of figure out what we're what's what's gonna happen. Well as soon as we get back to the room, the hotel calls us, hey, this is the medical officer on on campus essentially. I've been notified. I'm the only one, you know, because there is a doctor patient yeah. thing, but because of how ever anyway, it was Mexico. Yeah. I was a little like I couldn't believe anybody else had had access to my my results. But the medical officer from the from the from the that's the, the liaison with the hotel said, hi, you know, I am aware of your results as, you know, the hotel, blah, blah, blah. We, we are requiring you to either get the fuck out yeah. or to stay in your room. What's your intention? What's your plan? And, like, and we're like, well, we can't fly. Wait, what, what, did, what were the options? Leave the hotel and, yeah. and figure it out. And and basically, what you, what happens is you leave the hotel, and the hotel calls the authorities and say, "Hey, these we people a, tested are on the loose." Yeah, and they're on the loose, and you can get in a lot of trouble for that. A lot of some hotels will kick you out and give you an option. Hey, we're not going to let you stay here, but we'll put you up at this other hotel. And I've heard horror stories. They put you at like the the airport hotel with like no balcony, no room, sir, and you're stuck in your room for fourteen days with no air conditioning. I mean, it's a nightmare, right? We had a pretty nice room. I gotta be honest. We had a, a you know, it's a, it's a. The, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just not gonna. You had a butler. I'm not gonna cook. You had a butler. It. We had a, we had a, we had a guy, you know that. We had a view of the ocean. We had a patio. We had a little plunge pool. So it, you know, it was a Ritz property. So it was a nice room to be in. And we're like, okay, well, if we gotta stay, let's just stay here where it's nice. Why get out into the world and end up having one of those nightmare scenarios unroll on you? 
So we tell the hotel, hey, we we, we got to stay. Is that cool? The hotel's like, yep, we're prepared to give you a reduced rate. We understand. We want to help you guys out. We realize this sucks. Um, you can stay as long as you need. And we're like, we intend to test every single day until we test negative. And you you had this conversation in Spanish? No. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> um, and so... So then the clock starts ticking, okay? You know, this is this was on Saturday, and it's like, okay, well, we'll test again on Monday, and came back positive, and then we'll test again on Wednesday, came back positive. We'll test again on Friday, got to test negative today, boom, came back positive again. So we're we're quarantining in our room, clock's ticking, eight, nine, ten days go by, the security guard is posted 24 hours outside the room of the hotel that's their protocol they have to be able to say we kept an eye on them they never left their room Mm -hmm. so it's it's a little kind of like weird really unsettling every time you peek around there's like a dude out there hi waved (laughs) at him right we're 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 eating room service three meals a day just blowing back and forth through the room service menu. I'm coming up with like different ways to combine. Yeah. Like, can I get the fajitas on top of my Alfredo? Uh, right. <laughs> can you put the Alfredo on the nachos? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to want the nachos with the Alfredo right. sauce and pepperoni. Yeah. Can I get a French fry enchilada? Yeah. Can so you I, bring me a case of beer? They were no, the full blown were willing to bring us beers. We ordered beers every single day. That was one of our like initial things we we developed a pretty steady drinking habit right. while we're locked in there. And we tried to make the best of it. But the truth is that paradise, I don't care, you know, how nice it was, 11 days locked in the room is 11 days locked in the room. It yeah. was it started to get real weird in there. Yeah. Um we got very sick of the the room service menu. Got very sick of Netflix. Basically watched the entirety of Netflix through twice. Uh, seen it. Yeah. You what you? I have watched. You ran out of Netflix. I ran out of Netflix. I mean, I have watched episodic television from Iceland at this point, both seasons. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was wild. It's a good show. By the way, do yourself a favor. Watch Ragnarok. It's really good. Okay. So that sucked. What do you do all day? Well, you hit the plunge pool. You sleep. You shower. You hit the plunge pool. How'd you, you feel? Eat, you sleep. You well, shower. I'll get to that. So this was now you either had to be 10 to 14 days in that or test negative. Right. So that that's that's where we're at. Now, we're, we, we're hoping, because the easiest thing is to test negative, yeah, upload your home. results, bleep, we're out of here, right? Well, unfortunately, that never happened for me. Yeah. Day 11, I'm still testing positive. Yeah. Well, the CDC will tell you on their website that after 10 days, you're not contagious yeah. anymore. In order to get on a plane, what I had to do is I had to get a physician to come into town from, you know, know, we're outside of town. So he has to come from town out to the hotel, came to my hotel room. Really nice guy, Dr. Mike Menendez or something. Um, Sits me down, gives me a full uh, checkup. You know, listens to my lungs, he takes my temperature, looks up my nose, you know, the whole thing. Asks me, how do you feel? Do you have diarrhea? And here's the thing. I felt great at on 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 day eight. I pretty much felt great. Um, so when he's asking me, "Do you have any symptoms?" No. 
nothing showing. I had no uh, fever. And so the doctor writes me then what are called documents of recovery. Mm-hmm. Says this guy has quarantined for the appropriate amount of time. He isn't exhibiting any symptoms. It is my medical opinion that he is safe to set, travel. You know, let him on the plane, and that was fine. Uh, you know, as soon as they issued that, the the guard in front of my hotel room disappeared. The hotel invited us to come back into the dining room. Uh, I I'm like I want to run into town and get some things. We totally run out of everything. Can I get a cab? Sure, no problem, Mister Webb. Ran me into town. It was like it was over. Yeah. Right. He's like I just spoke with, with your doctor. Everything will run much smoother. Is what he said now. Um. So that was crazy. It was like the nightmare was over. But for that eleven day period, locked in the room with with no, it was it started to feel very claustrophobic and very yeah. like, what are my choices? How long am I stuck here? That's finally what I said. I said, hey, here I am at day ten. I've done the appropriate amount of quarantining. Um, how long? What's the policy? How long are you guys going to make me stay in here? Yeah. You know, because I can continue to test positive. I would talk to the doctor. He's like, there's people who test positive for sixty days. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and he's like, you know, far after they're they're contagious. And I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not staying here for 60 days. I'm like, I'm not staying here for 20 days. So I'm like, what's the thing? And he's like, well, CDC is is 10. He's like, I'm gonna come out there and, and give you a, a once over, and and at that point we'll make the call. And then he came out and issued me my my docs and, and everything. So, did you tip him? Uh, no, but it was like oh. 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that. Symptoms, yeah, and how that whole how how did it go down for me? Well, first of all, I don't want to miss, and I'm not preaching, but I don't want to miss the fact here that Meg, vaccinated, was probably the person who carried it down there. Mm-hmm. Not only did she get it, she transferred it over to me and then everybody else. So. Everyone's saying, you know, the vaccine, the reason you get it is, you know, because, well, it makes you it makes you so you can't you can't transfer it to other people. That That's not a thing. It, it, you can. Yeah. So my point is, you know, we there, there is no um, it's not a big mystery that vaccine 1.0 isn't working against virus 4.0. Well, I don't think um, I don't think anybody's under the assumption that if you get the vaccine you're a hundred percent covered that's well, not the rule i i, I agree i don't think but i think a lot of people kind of did think that ryan yeah i think people thought that they were vaccinated and they had this huge bubble of protection around them and yeah. that they could go back out into the world and mm. i think that media was responsible for a lot of that false sense of security yeah. i think originally they did kind of sell it as you're going to be vaccinated now you can take off your mask and you're good to go and now they're kind of recanting a little bit and saying even the vaccinated should probably wear their masks. So I think they got out ahead of themselves, which is obvious. It takes decades to develop a vaccine. When they yeah. rolled this thing out in freaking amount of a couple of months, you know, and it's like clearly it, it's not going to be have the efficacy that they thought it was going to have. And it's it, nowhere near the level of security that I think what they initially thought it was going to people. And maybe a lot of that was perception and yeah. incorrect perception, but – it definitely felt a whole lot to me like that was kind of the, what they were selling on the news is like I mean, you're good to go after you get this. It's a, it's a, and I, and I, and I don't want, I'm, I'm going to say band aid, but it's it's that's not the right word. It's it's something to reduce your chances. It it's a condom. Well, so they, here's the thing: they don't work 
every time. Well, There's still a chance. It's so the pill. It's the Meg got it. Meg transferred it. Right. Yeah. That was Pfizer. Nobody else in our group before they left tested positive. Since they've been home, over half the group now is testing positive across the board. Pfizer, Moderna, and J and J. Yeah. All of them testing positive. So, um, and and giving it to their to their loved ones. So the point is that at least against the Delta variant, it doesn't stop it or prevent the transfer. And that's just, that's the point. Um, it, that is extremely clear. We were a perfect control group, my wife and I too, because she was vaccinated, I'm unvaccinated, 10 years older, male versus female. We were really, really good kind of... The control. Yeah, how, control. How, uh, how were your symptoms versus hers? I would argue that Meg got it worse. Hmm. She went down harder with a fever. She she went to bed for two days. Yeah. Whereas had I been home, I would have thought I had a little bit of a head cold and wouldn't have skipped a beat. You I would, would have gone, continued I would on have your gone day. Right on to live my thing. The 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 number one indicator for me was the lack of smell. That's yeah. when it was really was like, oh shit. And it because it's so here's the thing, guys. It's so weird. It is so profoundly like literally I lost one hundred percent of my ability to smell and taste. And I'm a guy that has a really good sense of smell and taste. I mean, I exhibit it when we when we drink and we do the tastings. Part of distilling is making those cuts and there's a lot of nuance there. So I panicked when it went away well, from me. You got to give us the moment you noticed. Well, I was. I'm standing in the shower the next day this after. Is, te- this is I'm after sorry. I tested Taffy negative or te- positive. Tested positive. So this is Sunday morning. The morning I'm supposed to be leaving. I'm in the shower and I'm trying to smell the shampoo. You know, when it it, it, it like hotels, their shampoo and stuff is very smelly. I'm trying to smell the shampoo, the soap, the conditioner, like not. I can't the Fart hand the sanitizer. Shower. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. Try to smell it in the bathroom, like. Couldn't, couldn't smell a thing. And I would say at this point, I'm still only back to about fifty percent of my smell. If I really concentrated on it now, it take. It, whereas never before it took concentration. I just smelled and taste. Now I have to concentrate to smell and taste. Very weird. Slowly com- coming back every day a little bit more, but. Um, so yeah, as far as symptoms go, um, I had a little bit of low grade fever for about two days and I could just kind of had a general sense of feeling a little warm and at night I would get night sweats and that was about two days. Um, and then the rest of it really kind of manifested for me kind of like a head cold, which was not at all how COVID was before. In fact, I remember going to the pediatrician with my kid and there was a big poster that was like runny nose, sneezing, but that's the cold, you know, sore throat, dry cough, that's COVID, right? They made this distinction. Whereas for me, this was a very, very runny nose, post-nasal drippy kind of thing with lack of taste and and that two days of kind of low-grade fever. I got a cough, but my cough was literally connected just to my nose running down my throat, and it never became like very, like really what I would call in my chest, Mm -hmm. and it never was any kind of... No croup. No, it was never very like a... There was no real respiratory aspect to it for me. I never had trouble breathing, any of that stuff. So, um, and I wouldn't say that Meg had any of that either. I would say she had probably a more severe fever... And her cough kind of lingered longer than mine. I mean, it, it kind of hers kind of did. I mean, she was she started taking Mucinex and stuff because it was kind of getting into her chest. Mm. Um. So anyway, that's it. That's the story. That's where I was. Megan and I had COVID. Um. It was it was 
Uh, I'm not going to say it was rad. Um, there was times, you know, that you know, not having a little bit of a, having a fever and that shit wasn't wasn't rad. COVID, it's not rad. It's not that rad. Um, but for me, knock on wood, it it was never scary. Yeah, I was never really like concerned, like oh god, I should probably go to the hospital or any of that. More, it was a, it was really just fucking super inconvenient. Yeah, and like I said, I ended up missing both my kids' birthdays. Um, you know, uh, grandma had the kids and she, you know, Mimi comes for, out of the woodwork, hadn't had the kids in 18 months. She's like, okay, I'm going to come watch the kids for the for very first four time days. for four days, ends up having the kids for 14 days. Oh my she, she kind of put it to us when we got home. She's like, so, um, when have either one of you had your kids alone for two weeks ever? And I was like, no, never. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. And so that's a lot. Yeah. I so thank you Mimi. I could not I mean but thank God we had her and not just some like 14-year-old babysitter trying to watch the kids or something, you know. We had family. Um but anyway, that's that's my that's where that's where I was last week. Um that's my kind of take on it. That's my COVID experience. I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, you know. I'm glad you are all right. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I mean Here's the thing. We don't want to take I am not denying the fact that people are getting very fucking sick from this. I'm not telling you to not get vaccinated. I, I do whatever you, you can to keep yourself from getting this thing because it's not rad. So, um, so yeah, I'm just saying that just getting vaccinated. Don't you know? Go out, get vaccinated, but don't assume that that is the be all and end all and that you have a giant uh, bubble of protection around you especially as these variants start to develop which they're going to do and they're going to continue to do well, i mean they um they started saying like it, it sounds like it, we might be going back to masks indoors right we, we uh, uh, even for the vaccinated yeah yeah, well, for everybody. yeah everybody disney disney world and disneyland just went back to masks indoors um in both you know both coasts um, and uh, a couple of states have gone back to that. So I think it's a matter of time until we're masks indoors again. Um, it's it's probably something that we will see kind of roll out every year. Yeah. Is mask season will kind of come around. Flu season and mask season will kind of become synonymous is what I'm hoping yeah. because full-time, all-the-time masking sucks. And that's why so many people were motivated to go out and get the vaccine is because they're like, fuck, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. And if getting the vaccine allows me to take my mask on off, then I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Travel. If I can, if I can, if I have to get vaccinated to be able to travel, then shit, I'm going to go do it because I want to go traveling, right? Yeah. What I think are going to start to become – because here, here, here's what does work, kids – antibodies right so getting it and getting through it that <clears throat> looks a lot more like a big bubble of protection around you the real deal antibodies now those don't last forever yeah i was gonna say around six months so i got a nice big antibody cushion that i'm jiving with right now for probably the next six months i'm just i'm feeling good well i think it's it's you know we've talked about this on on other things I eat street food in almost every country I've ever been in. Granted, I haven't been to India, so probably not going to do it there. I got amoebic dysentery. Because every they say 80% of people who go there 
get amoebic dysentery. 80% of the people that travel in India get some form of diarrhea, including people that are traveling within their own country. Yeah. Other Indians. Yeah. So... So that's not right. But I mean, it was like, I always... Do they put that on the brochure? Yeah. yeah. Come, Come to, to India. India. <laughs> lose a bunch of weight. Um, but I've always kind of gone with the, like, let your kids play in the dirt. Right. You don't need to disinfect. And like, I mean, Japan has, you when you buy a car, you can get it with extra disinfectant. Get a little and bit of it. It's like you need a little get bit. Get a little bit. <laughs> you need a little bit of a, a culture, you get know? Get a little bit of COVID to me. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that's not sure that's the one you want, but, uh, but it's like, you got to have a little bit of something built up because then your body knows how to fight it. Well, I feel pretty, that's what my point is. I feel pretty damn good having had it and gotten through it and knowing now that I've got that natural ability to fight it. I'm feeling pretty good about my immunity. For six months. Yeah. For six months. And the fact that I didn't go down. Yeah. Right. That, that I don't have that fear of like. You know, I I think there was a time there where I think everybody just thought if you get it, you're going to end up with a ventilator on in the hospital. And there's just obviously varying degrees yeah. of, of severity, and it it's very relative. And there it's, seems to be a lot of factors involved: medication that you pre you know that we were already on, all sorts of stuff that yeah. you didn't even think could be a factor, are factors, right? And so I'm just feeling good that on this roll of the dice, you know, it came up. I got I got I got seven. Because uh, it could it, it could have gone it, snake eyes. It, it goes snake eyes for a lot of people. So I'm going to tell a story now that has not a good ending. Okay. okay, just to put it in perspective, it has blown up in Cabo. So do I think that Meg was our super spreader event on this thing? Yeah. Um, but she did everything that she could to to keep that. She, she took a test. Before she took a test and was vaccinated. She thought she was good. Right. <clears throat> She she did everything, all, took the precautions. So I can't 100% blame her, and I don't want to. But it, there's a high likelihood that, you know, because she was the first to manifest the symptoms, the, the timeline kind of lines up. That being said, it is all over Cabo. All you have to do is Google it, get online right now. The, the, the Delta variant's everywhere. But Cabo, these vacation destinations that are some of the first places that blew up when people started coming out of, of quarantine – are some of the first places that are getting these big Delta variant blooms, yeah. Cabo being one of them. We had a friend that was at this party that had already been to Cabo in June. She was down there at the beginning of June and had had a cab driver that she really liked. He treated her well, took her to the office, took her around, you know, and she felt safe with him. So when we were down there for this trip, she's like, let's call up Alejandro. He'll take us, you know, into town one day, blah, blah, blah. We called Alejandro. Alejandro was in the hospital with COVID. By the time we left, I got a text from Lauren saying Alejandro had passed away. Ooh. So cab driver in Cabo con- contracted it sometime in June, had been in the hospital and, and passed away and was it's 40s, our age. I know a guy right now in Ladera Ranch here in Orange County, 46 years old, in the hospital on a ventilator at 46. With, with So... A healthy guy, apparently, this this guy, this guy that's in Ladera right now. So, anyway, don't get it yeah. if you can. Um, keep yourself from getting it. it. It's not fun. And here's the other thing. It really put into perspective what it means to get away from your family and to get kind of out there and out of the country and then have some of your rights taken away. It never really happened to me before where I had... I, I literally couldn't come home 
there's a that yeah, there was a real kind of come to Jesus moment there. Like I I can't right. go back to my country in another country. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It's a weird feeling. Something I never, you know, I've never kind of felt that exposed or that kind of cut off. I can't imagine sitting there with your Dom Perignon and their lobster tail, just lobster pan- pan- tacos, panicking, yeah, sweating. <laughs> it is funny that. Well, luckily, we can laugh about it that you got through it, but it wasn't a Ritz property. Pierre, my shrimp <laughs> cocktail is limp. I mean, if you have to get it. Right. That, I mean, again, I am I am extremely fortunate for we're, very many and reasons. And we're only laughing. We're very... We, I came through not, it, and I happen to be able to do it in a good place. <laughs> um, it's kind of the reason, you know, I, I've said this a few years ago. There's a reason to fly first class. Because if that plane goes down, at least you were having a good time. Yeah, right? Right. (laughs) Your crab beignets. Cocktails. (laughs) Crab beignets, you said. I think you just invented a brand new thing that I'd like to see. Would you try it? Yeah. Yeah. Dipped in a nice remoulade. Oh my God. God. Like a three finger. Whiskey to wash it down with? Jeez. Three fingers or something. <laughs> all right. Well, that's really all I got. Kind of a short and sweet one this week. Um, we're not, we don't need to go the full hour uh, unless you guys got anything else you want to. Just glad you're, you guys are all right and our friends. Uh, everyone doing well? That you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the group that that did contract it, it all seems kind of across the board that the um, it manifests a lot like a head cold, mm-hmm. which is just, again, very interesting because that's not at all what I thought of as how COVID manifests. I always heard the dry cough, the respiratory stuff, but not the runny nose kind of sneezing right. head cold. But that's how I got it, and that's how the majority of our group has experienced it so far. And I, all, all, all I can say is, you know, I didn't test to verify that the variant that I got was the Delta. It just, again, Occam's razor led me to that deduction. Right. So, uh, how are you? You good? Good. Good. You never had it. No. You're gonna. Yeah. That's what you were saying. We, Jerry and I talked offline if you will and it seems like everybody's gonna get it this or have had it and some people don't know that they yeah, had it because they there ain't no stopping this and here and here's another point that i'd like to make and i again i can't prove this one because i never i never tested it at the beginning nor are you a doctor i'm pretty sure this was the second time i got it i think i got hit by the first wave and then again on the third did you think you got it right in the beginning right at the of very March? beginning i had just been in japan i came back in december it was in december yeah. Came back and was a kind of sick that was, I was well, I was much sicker that first time. Yeah, well, I mean, because I got and I got that. Yeah, that was know? bad. And I that was a kind of sick I had never been before. Me too. That one got into my chest. Yeah, um, and that really was really deep, rattling. Four or five days in bed. Yeah, right. I was I I was right. fatigued in a way that I'd never felt before. Kind of like could barely hold my eyes open, and then it got so deep in my chest that one night I like sat up to sleep because I was scared if I laid down I was gonna like drown. So I, I I mean, but we went and tried. We I mean, granted, it was early days. We went and tried that first. We got antibody tested, antibody but we tested. had it had been quite some time. Yeah, yeah, because maybe it, cause past it was yeah. the six month mark. Even. Yeah, yeah, because that test didn't come out for a long right. time. 
So in retrospect, it doesn't surprise me that we didn't have yeah. the antibodies. It, we'd lost them by that point. Yeah. So that's why you, you, I got it again. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was a little more less severe this time for me. Yeah. Is the yeah, only was... thing that I can think. And maybe why I is because I did have some lingering ability to fight it. My niece had a, a small surgery and they did a bunch of tests and they're like, no, she's positive for the antibodies. So I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like they don't recall her having it or like having any downtime, but she had the antibodies. I mean, if nothing else is clear about this whole thing, it's that we still don't know real a whole lot of that, shit about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it's in high school, they did that, you know, in, in every science class, they did that whole study where everybody had a little test tube and you had to go around the room and like exchange a little with right. each thing. And then, and then you were, you know, and then you basically, you know, at the end, everyone goes back to their seat and the guy comes around and drops a little something, each one. And, you know, only two of them started out having, you know, that turned red, you know, only two of them started out with that possibility. And after you went and talked to two different people, suddenly, you know, three quarters of the class was pink now in yeah. the thing like it just shows you how easily things are spread i mean it's where we have germs and bacteria and shit everywhere so I what mean, can you do i've got shit everywhere that is true germs. joss joss is probably one of the dirtier people we know <laughs> oh wait no that's not where you were going well huh? <laughs> kind of rolled himself under the bus i know the funk yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks for being here. It's not that fun to hang out when we ain't drinking, kids. Beat it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't there was ten percent of me that looked at the bottle. You were going for it. No, yeah, maybe mm, one sip. I was thinking, do I have a nip? <laughs> but we we were good. Well, we'll get back to it next week. Right back onto the uh, anyway. We'll I'll... get back to it yeah. right here. Yeah. Next week. On the, on the Jeremy, Jeremy Webisodes, Webisodes podcast.